0: I was jamming at this the other day. Ready, so? Shakey, 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 shakey.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, what's up everyone? Uh we are live on real estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. I am your host, Paul Posolakis. We got Sal Cusmano Good morning. to the right of me, and today's special guest, Mr. Justin Ford. How are you, sir?
2: I am great, guys. Thank you so much for
1: having me today. Yeah, man. So, Sal, uh, turn that off. Uh, tell
0: everyone how they can find us, man. So, you can go onto the... Uh, <laughs> Apple podcast app you, don't, you, uh, don't you even have it know. on your iPhone and search live on real estate or you can go to www.liveonrealestate.com or if you have an Android go to the Google Play Store. Also
1: Stitcher and all the other stuff. We're yeah. kind of yeah, we're getting big. We got yeah. I think we went from 4 listeners to 3, now we're up to 5, <laughs> Justin.
2: Amazing. Yeah, we're yeah.
1: really really out there, man. So Justin Ford uh, hails from Encore Real Estate Group uh he is uh the owner of that company uh so you're gonna talk to us a little bit about you know what makes you guys different how yep. you guys are making a niche in the market you guys Absolutely. are making some waves so it's good uh we'll talk a little bit about the fed sal the raising rates F- roof is falling uh we'll talk a little bit about the market and kind of you know what we're seeing in in our yeah. world right and then uh you know we'll 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 kind of jump around a little bit we got some good info today so justin yeah. Uh, give us some background man. Give us uh, give us your story a little bit in like uh, a minute.
2: Yeah, so uh been in the business uh, 5 years I'm a broker. Uh have been in the real estate and financial industry since I was about 21. I've done everything you can think of. I did mortgages myself. I've done short sales, credit repair, mortgage audits, uh, you know, oh, um that sounds fun. buying and selling properties mm-hmm. and you know, I finally realized. You know, why am I referring all this business away with all this background and knowledge? So I just went ahead and got my uh, my my license about five years ago, and here we are.
1: Awesome, man. Yeah, I know. I, we, obviously, we're, we're we've worked together for some time now, and I've seen kind of your company grow, which has been awesome. Yep. Um, and you guys are really starting to hit your stride. So, um, you know, when you started the the firm or the company. Mm-hmm. I know that you had some really, like, dedicated principles that you wanted to follow yep. as a business, so, yep. and I, we talked about that, but why don't you tell the audience, like, you know, what you, what's the foundation that that company's built on?
2: Yeah, you know, so when I when I came from, you know, the company that I was at before I was uh, with a team uh, at Keller Williams, you know, I, that was my first exposure to being in real estate as an agent. A lot of great things that I learned, uh, but there were certain things after... You know, getting into real estate, producing at a high level, realizing, you know, that, uh, you know, real estate uh, and anything, you know, there's a lot of dedication and hard, hard work. Uh, But there was something that really caused me to get an aha moment on, you know, when we opened up Encore of why we wanted to do things different and how we wanted to do things different. And it really came from the the number one, I would say, principle was creating an opportunity for real estate agents, uh, because I look at our real estate agents first and foremost as our customers. That's our front line of customers. We've kind of talked about that, too, with you guys here in the mortgage business and how we could create a model that allows real estate agents to not only earn more, but have more time freedom and be able to, uh, you know, to really have the support necessary to go out and win. And the book that really caused me to have that aha moment and see, you know, the big picture was uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Cash Flow Quadrant. And he talks about leveraging systems and processes to your advantage um, and then also being able to create passive residual income uh, to set yourself up, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, um, you know, retire, have more opportunities, things like that. And, you know, we're really focused on integrity. We're really focused on creating an amazing uh, experience. If w- The way we look at it is if we can deliver a white glove amazing experience to our agents, our agents are going to go do that to our our buyers and our sellers and so uh, we're really excited about what we're bringing to the market right now.
1: Yeah. So I mean I mean it kind of goes with what we do, so I mean yeah. It's all about the experience, man. Right. I mean if you if some look, someone's buying a house, you know, our agents that we work with, they they, they want to be treated a certain way, mm-hmm. but if you treat the world in my opinion well and you and you focus on making sure that you do good work, right. I feel like you're going to be successful, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I think it goes into you know the the fact that everyone in a transaction is a client mm-hmm. right absolutely and you should be treating everyone like that because we're all in it together right yep absolutely um, Everyone has the same common goal. The seller wants to sell the house. Buyer wants to buy it. Title yep. company wants to insure it. We yep. want to close a loan. You guys want to sell the deal. Di- yeah, the but house.
1: unfortunately in our industry, it's so transactional. Yeah. Yep. We've become such a transactional society. It's that we've taken the heart out of the yep. actual business. Absolutely. Um, And so I think being I mean, people don't want that. They don't
2: want to be a number.
1: Right. right. They don't want to be on the conveyor belt.
2: Yep. And you know, when I started in real estate, you know, my first year, I sold about 100 homes. And that was that was my that's, that's a how lot I, of homes, man. Yeah, that's yeah. how I did it. I mean, I came out the gate like, a, you know, a thoroughbred coming out on the uh, Kentucky Derby, just ready to go, <laughs> go win it all. And, uh, you know, I took 30 listings my first month and never looked back. But what I realized after being in the business, you know, is I was transactional focused. Yeah. You know, I went into every appointment. You know with you know like i'm going to you know deliver i'm going to get your home sold and i would win you know most mostly every listing appointment i would go into but the problem was you know when i got that listing signed and i you know put it in the system you know i wasn't so much focused on servicing that client i was moving on to the next one i mean i was on two to three listing appointments every single day right and when you have that much volume and you don't really have the support staff and the team around you to help you know, I i mean, geez, I, you can look it up. You know, at my old company, I had a 4.3, you know, Zillow rating, which is atrocious, right? Yeah. And so when I you know, when I moved over and started Encore, I realized that that's not how you're going to sustain in business. Yeah, you can do a lot of deals, but those people are not going to refer you clients. Those people are not going to come back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with Encore, myself and every single agent on my on my team, we all have a five star rating yeah. because the focus is now service. And we have a team where we all work together and it's not just on me. It's all of us working together to ensure that the client is happy.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, uh, and we focus on that, but it's, it's difficult when you do a lot of transactions if you're not set up with the proper team around you and you're just banging out deals and people are not going to be happy and you're not going to have a
2: lot of longevity in this business man no and and that was another thing I realized you know from the book Cashflow Quadrant you know Kiyosaki talks about that there's five way or four ways to earn money and spend your time and you know the S quadrant which is the self-employed quadrant is where we are yeah. you know where you know every single deal you know that you go out and take you know you have to continuously go out and recreate the next deal right. you know with self-employed people we don't get a paycheck you know we we go out and earn mm-hmm. you know a commission you know and so what I realized was when when you go out and you, you 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 know, you work with a client, you take care of that client and you do a good job, they're gonna continue to bring business back to you. And you may get you you know, let's say you and I remember there was a, a closing that I had where I sold the guy's house, he had two agents before me you know i got the job done i walked into closing you know feeling like the man at my old company and this guy was like red in the face didn't even want me in the closing or anything yeah. he was so upset and i said dude i sold your house what what you weren't there during the process you know we you know we were going through some personal struggles and we wanted to you know have you there and that's when i kind of realized that it's not about just getting the right. home sold it's about being there and servicing the client and making them feel like you you know you're really there a part of it right. for sure
0: well from a business perspective right um, you don't necessarily have to sacrifice quantity for quality exactly if you build the right team around you right. and everyone's incentivized to do the quality work yep. right and put the time in yep. then you can just hire around that essentially and still do a lot of business yeah
2: absolutely and unfortunately at the company that i was at before that 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 support And that mindset really wasn't there, Um, and so when coming to Encore, I said, "How can we create a model where agents can produce at a high level, Mm -hmm. but be able to have the support, you know?" And so we've put uh, processes and systems in place that agents can leverage, like using a showing assistant for every you know, buyer if they want, uh, transaction coordinator, Mm -hmm. marketing department, you know, in-house team to support them, things like that, where they're not the ones handling every single, you know, step of the process because you can only do so many deals, you know, servicing, you know, people. Yeah,
0: and I mean, if you have a business that has, you know, less people but they're all high quality you can still afford to pay for those systems
2: absolutely and that and that's another thing in the book that kiyosaki talks about is just really leveraging systems and processes to be able to you know to grow and to build Mm -hmm. yep
1: that's awesome that's awesome so um obviously you've got a really successful thing going man so i appreciate you being on the show let's talk a little bit about the fed sal yeah uh they are meeting uh tomorrow well, they're meeting right now, but they're going to come out with their notes tomorrow, I think it mm-hmm. is. Um, and basically, there's like a 100% chance they're going to raise rates a quarter percent. Yeah. And so what does that mean, Sal? What, I mean, really, what does that mean to the world? It's funny because rates are rising up right now in anticipation of that meeting. But um, what do you think that means, Sal?
0: So it means that, you know, the uh, the, the rates will go up, right? But Again, the long-term actual
1: rates, though, like thirty-year more, thirty-year fixed mortgage rates
0: are going to go up. I mean, I I think all interest rates, but are but is it go because up. the Fed because they raise rates? You know what I mean? Like, well, here's the thing, right? Like, if the there's there's the money that the government is lending out that the Fed's lending out, right? And they might raise that a quarter percent. How it gets interpreted through all the lenders and all the different systems, and actually back down to the consumer. Is kind of up to what the market does, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to keep business going, so if that means that everyone cuts their margins to keep it going, right, it might be, hey, rates went up an eighth as opposed to a quarter, right, right. So when people say that, hey, I heard rates went up a quarter percent, vice versa, right? The hype in the market and you know things changing in the stock market, the bond market, it might actually that announcement might raise them a half a percent, right? You know, I mean, if you look at what happened earlier. Uh, this year, I mean, rates went up a full point,
2: right?
1: Yeah, I mean, so let me just explain my the, the way that it... I mean, yeah, the Fed's going to raise rates, which equal, which actually changes the cost of banks lending to other banks, right? That's the Fed fund rate. That's what that does. What it really means, more than anything, in my my opinion, is the economy is doing well. Yeah, they're, they're, they don't they're not worried about inflation or inflation could you know starting to creep up, so they want to make sure that they make sure that they take right. care of that. Um, what it really just at the end of the day economy's
2: doing well. Right. Everything's yeah. going well. Yep. They feel comfortable raising rates. Yep. Right. And it's been forever since they have raised. I mean, obviously recently, but I mean, how many years? Dude, you know? it's it's been like nothing for so long. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole rate discussion, not to, you know, I so mean, I, I know it's very important
0: uh, to people, especially right. when they're shopping for a home, but right. it's like, it's like the weather. Right what are you going to do about it?
2: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, you know, we understand that right now the, the market is, is dry, you know, with listings and, you know, I'm seeing with almost every buyer multiple offer situations. And, you know, it's really important that if, if buyers are going to buy, they need to get out and buy now. You know, a lot of times buyers put things on hold, things like that. And, and obviously, and you guys can speak to it from a mortgage standpoint, but when, when rates go up, you know, the cost of buying a home, you know is more you yeah. know the longer that they wait the more expensive it's going to be and so you know there's you know and i'm you know when we sit with our buyers we do a buyer consultation with every single buyer that we work with to really lay out and explain the process that you know you you need to be prepared to go in very strong have a great you know pre-approval that's why we love working with you guys because we know that when a buyer goes to the table to make an offer mm-hmm. you know that we have everything in place you know if the listing agent wants to call you guys i know one of our agents i think it was either you paul or sell i think uh steve ruby yeah you know had had that listing agent call you and as soon as they talked to you that made that listing agent feel so much more confident because they knew that there was a strong Pre approval in place, and he got that offer accepted. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I I just think it's so important to have everything in line up front to give that buyer an opportunity, especially in this market right now. It's
1: super competitive. Uh, I truly believe that if you buy today, you're getting a discount. Right. Uh, I said this, you know, six months ago, and I'm not like an oracle or whatever, but like, you know, if you say something long enough, you're going to end up being right. But I was right. Rates went up. Yep. And that same house, that same $200,000 house six months ago. Was like thirty or forty thousand dollars cheaper yep. overall, right? Yep. And the person that's like looking or that isn't pulling the trigger because of X, Y, or Z, or they think the market's going to change, dude, buy a house because you want to buy a house, right, 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 yeah. and then get yourself set up to your point, yep, to win that offer, yeah, exactly. And
0: sleep easy knowing this: that if rates go down, yeah, you can refi. Absolutely, like you're not you're not stuck at that high rate forever. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely.
1: Yeah. Go after the house, and to your point, there. And I want to talk about this a little bit. People don't. Under, I think people underestimate the value of having a proper pre-approval right. and having a company that is known yep. for doing proper pre-approvals. Like for, for a listing agent, in my opinion, if I was a listing agent and I had like three or four pre-appro- uh, pre-approvals in front of me and it's yep. a competitive offer, yep. I might have one that's like 5G's higher, but it's from a company that I know that doesn't really do
2: a good job. Right. You know, and we, you know, we see that too, and I'm not going to name any names, but most people know, you know, who those names are if they're in the real estate world. There's, there's, there's um, mortgage companies and lenders that, you know, listing agents don't want to even entertain, you know, because they have a track record of not getting the deal to the closing table, appraisals coming in short, things like that. And, you know, it's it's very important, you know, and I, I, I tell agents, even when they come, or clients, even when they come with those pre-approval letters, I always say, hey, listen, I'd, I'd love for you to speak with, you know, you guys over here at Hall just to get a second opinion because I know that you guys, you know, you're not just putting, you know, there's companies out there that'll just give you a pre-approval letter based on your word. There, there's nothing being looked at. There's nothing being checked. And that just puts as an agent, us in a position, you know, that we're out showing home after home after home and getting offer after offer after offer denied or turned down because it's not a strong offer, you know, and so we, you know, as an agent, it's so important to have all of that in place, you know, to position yourself to really get in there and win that offer. Yeah. And Sal,
1: it's hard. I mean, it's harder for us to say, man, look, this guy's not really that pre-approved or this guy's got an issue because, you know we get pressure from the agent like hey, like can we make this work because you got a buyer right you got a right. hi- you got yep. someone that's going to buy so right. from an agent standpoint it's like dude figure it out and right well can. i mean
0: the process is a minefield right right so there's a many different ways that you could step on one exactly and figuring all that out up front trying to navigate through that and if you can work with someone who can see those issues up front right and relay that because it's all about collaboration right? absolutely like, and us to saying hey if we don't get sellers' concessions, this deal's dead. Right, right. Yep. So you know what to do when you go out there, because I couldn't tell you, you know, how many times someone won't talk to me or the agent won't pick up the phone. Right. And all of a sudden, I get a purchase agreement. Oh, you don't have concessions. Right. Like, right. You
2: can't do this, man. Right. Exactly. You know.
0: So it's important.
2: Yeah, it is. is that it. I I think so. So so
1: Sal, I think you were actually there too. Sal was actually in Vegas this past weekend. I was there. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure Sal's uh, trip was a little bit uh, more calm
0: than yours. (laughs) Right? Uh, Sal, how was it? It was nice. Yeah? Yeah. Lots of of fun. Yeah. Little bachelor party. Ooh. uh, Things of that sort. A little.
1: How many people were in this bachelor party, Sal?
0: Uh, I think it was like uh, 20. 20 people. That's, you know, we just kept a very low key, you know, watch some of the games, no gambling, no gambling, You're in No Vegas, gambling. Right? Yeah. early yeah. nights. Yeah. It was, it was a I good w- time.
1: I was praying for Sal to make sure that he made it back yeah. in one piece. And I here was, I am. Yeah. You here made I it. Am. My prayers got answered. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, um, you know, look, the market is crazy right now just to get back on subject, but I just, uh, our listeners need to understand that the, the, the it's only going to get crazier. Yep. I don't think that it's a, the 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 supply situation's going to change this summer.
2: Yeah, and you know and, and and most people don't know why the supply is uh limited and you know you look back 10 years ago when we went through the down the downside where um you know the only homes really that were selling were were short sales and foreclosures, right. you know, because so many people lost so much equity and you know once we were able to come out of that market and you know, values uh, increased. You know, people that couldn't sell did. And we went through, what, the last five, six years where there was just, you know, the market was hot. You know, houses were flying off the market. And now all those people that sold are, you know, there's not a lot of homes to sell anymore because, man, there was such a, a frenzy of houses being sold after, you know, we came out of the down market. And so those, you know, I think the market is going to have to stabilize. And, and I think that's the process that we're going through right now. Uh, but again, it's a seller's market. And that's that's why it's so important for a buyer to have their ducks in a row if they're going to go out here and get an mm-hmm. offer accepted. What do you think it takes
1: for an offer to get ex- a multiple offer situation? Yep. yep. You know, you've got seven people going. Because yeah. if
2: you like the house, everybody else likes the house, right? Yep, absolutely. And so there's, there's several things that it, it, it takes to really have an offer accepted. One of them. Is you're gonna have to come over asking price. Mm-hmm. I mean that's what we're seeing right now. You're gonna have to come over asking price. And I tell, you know, all my clients this when we're meeting in the buyer consultation. Number two is a is a strong pre approval, right? I mean if you're going in on a multiple offer situation and you have FHA, uh, chances are you're at the bottom of the list. For sure. You know someone's gonna take a conventional all day over an FHA. Uh, number two, if you need concessions. It's going to be hard to get an mm-hmm. offer accepted, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, is strong earnest money deposit. You know, I tell people, hey, the stronger your EMD is, the more serious you look to, you know, to that seller. Mm-hmm. And then number four is, in uh, most offer, you know, most listings are are requesting an appraisal guarantee, right? Um, you know. So why is that? Do you think uh, the reason is is because when you have seven people making an offer on a house and everybody's going high, highest and best, you're seeing values go up five or uh, offers going up five, ten, fifteen, sometimes twenty thousand dollars over asking. Yeah. And I I had an uh, an agent call me last week and she specifically said she said Justin. I priced this at the top of the market because we went 10000 over asking. Right. And, uh, and I told my buyer they're going to come back and ask for a guarantee. I know it because I do sure. it on my listings. Yeah, right? yeah. And, um, you know, she said, Justin, I know that this is not going to appraise over what it's listed at. Does your buyer, you know, are they willing to bring any type of appraisal guarantee? And, you know, my client had already said that he wasn't willing to do that, you know. And so I knew going in that we probably weren't going to get the offer accepted, uh, you know, but I still guided him along, you know, letting him know where we're at and, hey, let's at least go in 10,000 more. Uh, But he wasn't. But I would say, you know, multiple offer situations, I would say almost 90 percent of those offers are asking for an appraisal guarantee. For sure. For Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, for example, like when I bought my house, I gave a $10,000 EMD. Yep. That's a big EMD. I went 15K over ask. Yep. Like appraisal, get, all everything you just said, yeah. we did, yep, right, yeah. because I want, hey, I wanted the house. So if you, like, if listeners out there, if you really want a home in this market, a lot of other people want that same home, yep. So you better get aggressive. Don't expect to go. Oh, I'm gonna get a deal,
2: right? No well, deals, I mean, it, bro. No right, yeah, deals. It's funny yeah, hear, you
0: know, you look at some of these areas, and, uh, um, for example, like Oak Park, yeah, right? um. There, it's like a, a little more up-and-coming area, right? Yep. Uh There's a lot going on. And sometimes when someone does like a flip or a nice new home comes out, it might be one of the nicest homes in the neighborhood, right? right? Well, the comparables around it don't really support that, right? right? Unfortunately, like the market's, b- the appraisals right. are behind what yep. the actual market's doing. So I had one yesterday, $10,000 appraisal guarantee, Right. They yeah. went ten thousand over ask. Yep. Well the appraisal came in at ask. And yeah. I think it was probably lucky to get there looking yeah. at the comps, you know. So Yeah. And and, not- s-
2: and somebody's saying on my, my feed here, explain appraisal guarantee. An appraisal guarantee is basically if you offer more than the listing price, you guarantee to bring that amount of money if it doesn't appraise. So right. if you offer one fifty, right. it's listed for one forty and it appraises at one forty. An appraisal guarantee says you're gonna bring that ten thousand dollars to closing and in certain situations, Paul, like you were just talking about, it makes sense. But, you know, I tell people, you know, in the sense that you do that, you're, you're kind of starting out underwater a little right. bit, right? You're, Absolutely. you're, you know, and in some cases it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and, and in some cases it's not. And I think you're, well, we're working a, a, a deal together and me and you talked about that it wasn't worth our, our buyer that we're working with doing that on a deal. Right. Yeah. Well,
0: and ultimately, too, you know, if you think about it, um, luckily, at least the loan is based upon the lower of the appraised value or the sales price. Absolutely. So if, it came, if it was 150, it was the original deal. Yep. You guaranteed 10 grand. Yeah. And it came in at 140. Yep. Well, you're bringing your down payment based upon the 140. Sure. So your loan might not be underwater, but the right. money you have invested, you in invested, there, right? I mean, it's just yeah. You could be in a bad spot. Absolutely. Right? And you got to work with
1: your team like you guys did, right? Yep. You guys worked it out. Yeah. And your and your, your client, the the buyer. Is getting good information because they have a good team around them yeah you guys aren't just looking to make the sale it's right. like dude yeah th- this doesn't make sale- sense for you yep. right now right
2: yep and that was you know that's what i told this specific buyer i'm like man listen you know at the end of the day i work for you uh, but if you're leaning on me to make a you know uh, an opinion based on my expertise and my professional opinion pass on this house you know do not do not move forward on this house because it's not going to make sense for you and And
1: that's hard just so you know it's hard to say no to people especially when there's
2: a deal on the table
1: and that's what makes a difference yeah absolutely you
0: know one thing i always say to people because it's easy to get discouraged as a buyer in this market if that house was never built you know would you still want to buy a house right would it be would you still be out looking for houses yep right yep yeah Mm -hmm. right okay there'll be another deal. Yep, absolutely. You know, and there's, there's tons of houses.
2: Yep, and, and and again, that's why it's so important to work with people who are experienced right. and who know what they're doing because if you work with an inexperienced mortgage company or an inexperienced agent, you're going to set yourself up for a situation that ultimately you probably don't want to be in when it's all said and done. 100%, right? 100%.
1: Yeah. All right, guys. Um Nearing the end of the show, I did want to... Bring up the Toys R Us thing. I'm really sad. I was a Toys R Us kid growing up. <laughs> uh, man. man, you know, rest in peace, Toys R Us. It's not, although Amazon is talking about buying them, they
0: are. I, I heard you're going to say another another company in the Amazon graveyard, man. You know, uh, I mean, I mean, if anybody can turn it around, it's, it's from, Amazon. Yeah, right? whether it's from buying them, right, or you know, essentially just putting them out of business, right? Yeah, like,
2: and I think you know. E-commerce and online shopping is going, I mean, we're going to see more and more, you know, storefront giants closing down. 100%. Know? People mm-hmm. like the convenience of just, I mean, I can go on my phone right now, order something and it's shipped, you know, in two days to my door. I don't go to this store anymore. Anything no. I buy, um, I just buy it right on my phone and it's shipped in two it days. It could be like so think a toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. Think anything. Think
0: the biggest winner of uh, that whole change, the whole shift in, in retail is the shipping companies UPS FedEx oh yeah
1: yeah it's uh, and then Amazon just passed Alphabet I think in uh in in, uh value uh so it's like look Amazon is not going anywhere um I mean they put Toys R Us out of business right and then they bought them at a yeah (laughs) Yeah. man think about that man it's like I'm gonna put you out of business pillaged them yeah Yeah. then I'm gonna buy you (laughs) right yep so uh so, Justin, tell the tell the audience how they get a hold of you, man.
2: Yep, yep. So uh, you can uh, you can reach us at three one three four eight three three nine zero zero. You can find us on Facebook. We have a page. Uh, you can go to our website EncoreREG.com. Uh, we have offices currently in Allen Park and Plymouth, and looking to hopefully open one here in Rochester. We're also licensed in Florida, and we're looking to expand into California and Nevada as well in the next few months, so we're really excited. Justin, give that number one more time.
1: 313-483-3900. Sal, you didn't bring our food this time.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Tell the audience how they can find us, <laughs> man. Again, www.liveonrealestate.com on the
1: the podcast podcast (laughs) app. I don't know why I
0: I keep thinking iTunes, but the podcast app on your iPhone or the Google Play Store.
1: www.liveonrealestate.com. Thank you. A little reggaeton in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All right, boys. Have a good one. That
0: was good.